did I just see a ghost? Ah, ah, ah. You know the blue people with the uh, tails? Hey, good game, shooter. We transition from eh to ooh. Unreasonable Doubt, a podcast about West Virginia University basketball, starts now. Hello from the studio in Nitro, West Virginia. This is Unreasonable Down. It's a podcast about West Virginia University basketball, part of the Basketball Podcast Network. I'm Josh Witt. This is off-season episode 24. And next month, WVU basketball will be playing in front of people at the Coliseum in an exhibition game. Charity exhibition game is set October 27th. Another MAC team comes to town. This time it's the Bowling Green Falcons. That's, you know, they're Falcons. They're not very good at basketball. Last year they were really bad at basketball. One of the worst teams in Division One basketball in defense. It doesn't matter. Uh, in 35 days from when I'm talking into this microphone, we get to see, you know, we get to see the new team. They had picture day this week. Everybody looked great. It all looks great at the beginning. Alex Ruoff is a grad assistant. There was a video of them going fishing and going skeet shooting. The guys on the basketball team, they were doing some some team building. That's fantastic. But there is a WVU alum that hit the news today. This week, actually. And it's, you know, it's a story about being ready, this alum. And I'm talking about Final Four teammate Joe Mazzula and that guy stays ready I guess that's my main point is that Joe Mazzula he's a guy who's ready what am I talking about well not the not the most gifted basketball player that's played ever at WVU but absolutely one of the most beloved like he was recruited by Beeline Huggins inherits him and it's of all the guys that came over, the most perfect fit was Bob Huggins and Joe Mazzula. Like that's that's a Bob Huggins guy. The fight, the never get up, give up. Joe Mazzula played 145 games in his career at WVU. He only started 25 of them. He never averaged more than eight points in a season. But Joe Mazzula stayed ready, right? We remember the highlights. 2008, Huggins' first season coaching at WVU. Joe Mazzulla in the NCAA tournament against Duke. Scored 13 in a win. 2009, injures his shoulder. The next game against Davidson. Joe Mazzulla is out there playing with one shoulder. It was crazy. It was crazy watching it in the moment. Like the guy got fouled. He went to the free throw line. He's shooting with his his opposite <laughs> opposite arm. At, well, I don't know if it was opposite. It's just he was shooting with one shoulder. It didn't go very well. Didn't play a lot of minutes, but he was ready. Joe Mazzulla stays ready. With one shoulder, Joe Mazzulla's ready. You know what I mean? And then, of course, 0-9-10. He, he recovers from the injury. Like, this is an injury. There's like a, it was a growth plate thing. Lots of rehab, tons of being in the gym, being in the uh, the training room. And you know what he was doing? Getting ready. 
and he got ready for a Final Four season. Big contributor to that season, Chuck Bryant goes down in the Missouri game, first weekend of the NCAA tournament. You lose your starting point guard. Huggins doesn't start Missoula in, in the Sweet 16 game against Washington. Plays a lot of minutes, does not start the game. It's like Deshaun Butler running point, if I recall. But he starts against Kentucky in the Elite Eight game. Huggins gives him credit for teaching Huggins about the 1-3-1. Huggins uses the 1-3-1 effectively. And Joe Mazzulla, again, he didn't average more than seven, more than eight points a game. And in the the brightest lights, the biggest stage, not expected to start an Elite Eight game. He's starting and he he scores 14 points in the second half. He makes a three in the first half, 17 points against John Wall and Boogie and all of those first round draft picks. And one of the big reasons, like he he was killing it in the second half. Remember, WVU made all threes in the first half. And then Missoula's second half got to the rim, kept driving, re- relentless, getting to the hope. And they make it to the final four. And why? Because Joe Mazzulla was ready, right? His final game as a Mountaineer in this in this big stage, beloved guy. And yes, that was a overall rough game for his final game, where West Virginia was up double digits and ended up losing by eight to Kentucky. But his last game at WVU career high in in scoring he scored 20 points in his final game so that's his basketball career then you get into coaching and he start he he works up the ladder right he 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 gets a job at glenville as an assistant coach five seasons assistant coach in west virginia a few at glenville a few at fairmont gets an opportunity to to be an assistant coach of the g league which g league team uh, the the main team, guess who they feed? The Boston Celtics, right? Getting ready. Fairmont State calls. He gets the head coaching job there, and he kills it. Two seasons of Fairmont State. Second season, he gets them to the Division II NCAA tournament. Awesome. Great job at Fairmont State. And with his Boston Celtics ties, Brad Stevens, Danny Yange, they say, hey, man, Come to the big time. Join join Brad Stevens on the bench. He does in 2019. The NFL action is in full swing here at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. We're talking touchdowns, big plays, and even bigger wins. New customers bet just $5 on any NFL team to win and get $200 in free bets if they do. If that's not enough, everyone can boost their winnings with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. Right now, for every leg you add, you can boost your winnings up to 100%. With payouts bigger than ever, why bet on football anywhere else? To make things even sweeter, you can throw down on stepped-up same-game parlays once per game day, all season long. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code TBPN to get $200 in free bets if your team wins, when you place a $5 bet on any football game, that's code TBPN, only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. 
Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. And cut to today. So less than eight points a game, no professional experience, but as far as playing basketball, but definitely like you knew he could be a coach. When Huggins raves about you and talking about how you're teaching him about applying this 1-3-1 defense that Huggins has used on and off for the rest of his career at WVU. And so that that Missoula gets the credit from that, taking it from Beeline, giving it to Huggins. He's got it, but like it's not – he's not getting it on his bona fides of, of uh, being a basketball player. And you don't need that. You just need to be ready. And so cut to today and this week – where the head coach of the Boston Celtics, you know, word gets out he's going to be suspended for being, uh, you know, for doing things he shouldn't have done. Like, you can Google it. But he's for that, that guy, Udoka, he doesn't coach at all this upcoming season. And guess who they want to be, who they want to be the interim head coach? The ready guy. It's awesome. Joe Mazzulla. You know, if you would have asked me in 2011, what do you see in the future for Joe Mazzola in basketball? 100%, I would think coaching. Uh, I would not get to interim head coach of the Boston Celtics, where he's like the head coach, you know, interim. It's the interim part. So, like, if wins and losses, and it's actually, it's an awesome gig being the interim head coach because. You don't get pinned with the wins and losses. I learned that. You know, I was thinking maybe, you know, yes, you don't get in the record book. Like you're an asterisk when you get into like head coaching record and head coaching history for a team. Because you but you don't get any credit for the wins and losses. But who do you think of when you think of interim NBA head coaches? My mind goes to Luke Walton for the Golden State Warriors. Steve Kerr. Uh, he didn't do anything improper. He just had a bad back, but he he had to take a, a leave of absence. They say, hey, Luke Walton, coach this team. And and I don't know, you know, it kind of pans out that Luke Walton was not the reason for their success. But while he was the head coach, the team went, <laughs> the Warriors went 39 and four. And they go on to 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 have the best single season record in NBA history, lose the championship, get Kevin Durant. You under, you know, all that. All I'm saying is Luke Walton doesn't get any credit for those wins on paper. He does not get credit for the 39 and four. Steve, Steve Kerr gets that in the record book, but Luke Walton got votes for coach of the year. And Luke Walton took his 39 and four and flipped that into getting a head coaching job for the Los Angeles Lakers. Got another head coaching job after that. Was was Luke Walton a great head coach uh, on teams that didn't involve Steph Curry and, and Clay Thompson and Draymond Green? Uh, no, didn't work out for him. That's not the point. The point is Luke Walton given an opportunity a great opportunity and a great situation and he didn't mess it up <laughs> i mean i guess as an interim head coach of a of a team that's really good 
All you have to do is not mess it up. And so that's that's the standard for Joe Mazzulla for the 2022-2023 Boston Celtics season. Don't screw it up. Now, this is not as a <laughs> – this is – now, Boston didn't win the title last year, but they were the runners-up. They got to the finals, coincidentally, coincidentally lost to said Golden State Warriors I've been talking about. And they got Brogdon over the offseason, and they have they have real goals, and they have real um, like aspirations to go from runner-up to champion. Is it the most ideal situation given on why the head coach is suspended? No, it's not great, but it's the opportunity that he's got. And it's an opera regardless of what happens to get the opportunity, he's got the opportunity. And he has proven over time that he's ready. When he's given an opportunity, Joe Mazzulla is ready. So of anybody to step into this type of situation, like he's that guy. I'm a little biased, but I believe that Joe Mazzulla is capable. Is it the best media market? Is he going to get? Is he going to get? Uh, you know, the microscope on him in Boston. One hundred percent, that's going to happen. Can Joe Mazzulla handle it? I think he can. I think he can, and I'm sure you'll hear his former uh, his former teammates at WVU talk about how capable he is and. Uh, Brad Stevens, I'm sure, has faith in him. He's up. He's in the he's in the front office now with the Celtics. And he interviewed over the offseason with with Danny Ainge. He's at the Utah Jazz now. But like he's he's got the trajectory to getting a head coaching job. This speeds it up. And the mission this year is to, is to not screw it up. And even if you do, what's the worst that can happen? And I, I don't know how Joe Mazzulla is going to do as the interim head coach. But the worst that can happen is you get the reps of being a head coach in the NBA, and it doesn't count against your record. Weird circumstance to get the title. You don't get to choose. He's accepted. He's going to do it. And just congratulations to Joe Mazzulla and, and just a dude that stays ready. You know, I I host a podcast, but also when I'm not hosting a podcast, I like to listen to podcasts, other WVU sports podcasts. I like to listen to music and a great way to listen to anything is through Raycon wireless earbuds. These Raycon everyday earbuds, they look, feel and sound better than ever. They have these optimized gel tips, perfect in-ear fit. You'll get an earbud sometimes and you and you put it in your ear and you're concerned if you're walking around that it's going to fall out. These gel tips, they're not going to budge. Raycons give you eight hours of playtime, 32-hour battery life, and it's a great price. You know I like value. With Raycons, you get quality audio at half the price of other premium audio brands. They have the optimized gel tips. They have customizable sound profiles. So one profile I can use for podcasting, another profile I can use when I'm listening to the to the kids' music, music that the kids listen to. I'm hip. Go to buyraycon.com slash TBPN today to get 15% off your Raycon order. That's buyraycon.com slash TBPN 
to score 15% off buyraycon.com slash tbpn. All right, so I've done the player profiles for the guys who were on the team last year. Now we've got the the way longer list of guys who are coming to WVU for the first or in one case, the second time. So if I had to group two guys together, if I were to do two player profiles, which I'm absolutely going to do right now, it only makes sense to combine the Josiahs. We've got two Josiahs on the team. We've got two Johnsons, already talked about them, and we've got two Josiahs. And they are the two freshmen on the team. They, The first to commit for 2022-2023 was Josiah Davis, six foot three, from Canada, played at Taze Valley Christian School, just a few minutes from my house here in Nitro. And the second guy to commit was Josiah Harris, six foot seven from Canton, Ohio. And so you have the two Josiahs, the first guys in. And after West Virginia's last game of the season, it was just those two and the five guys. Really? Like, uh, there, really, we didn't even know about Kedrian Johnson after the last game against Kansas and Kansas City. So two Josiahs, they share the same first name. They share the fact that they are the two freshmen. And it's just a weird situation where you commit early, you sign your letter of intent, you know, like normal, like what what we have in our heads about guys entering a program. Uh, They get recruited, they get scouted in high school, and it's like a like a really long process. Takes lots of time. And then transfer portal. And then cut to the other seven guys I'm going to talk about before the beginning of the season, all signing up after the last game of the season. Seven new guys in the fold. And that's a very short window. And they may have had conversations and and been recruited and scouted prior to the last game at Kansas. But no, hey, I'm coming here. Hey, I've got to enter the transfer portal to get here. It all, everything happens so fast. You know what I mean? So as a freshman, how do you how would you feel about that? Where you go through this lengthy process, you're first in, and then you watch guys two, three, four, even possibly five years older than you get a spot in this short window and all of a sudden instead of you being like the the foundation of the recruiting class you almost become an afterthought like are are either josiah's expected to contribute this season probably not it's not a reflection on how good they are as players but you just see all these guys with experience at the Division One level or experience at junior college show up, and it's like, what? What about me? I, I know I would feel that. I'm not projecting that on the two Josiahs. I mean, Josiah Davis went from first guy to commit, signs the letter of intent, to them like, hey man, uh, 
we've given uh, all of our scholarships. We, you want to still come? And to Josiah Davis' credit, he's like, uh, yeah, yeah, I'll still come. So that's that's a that's amazing. Also, the writings on the wall, I think, for both Josiahs, that this is a. I don't know if there's any merit in redshirting in this environment, but they're not going to be expected to do much unless things go really sour. You know, they're kind of in the Kobe Johnson, Seth Wilson boat from last season, where it's like it's got to go. It's got to go south for Bob Huggins to start saying in press conferences, Hall of Fame coach Bob Huggins, basketball Hall of Fame, like the one in Springfield. He's got an orange jacket and everything. He's got to start saying in press conference, you know, I'm looking down the bench and I'm seeing guys who are practicing hard, who are young, and I want to give them they they need to get minutes. And that's the scenario where I see the Josiahs in the fold this season. Outside of that, if West Virginia has a good season, I don't think it's going to involve either Josiah. And I could be dead wrong on that. Uh, but that's what it, on the surface, that's what it looks like. And then of course, in this environment, you go from, Hey, I'm your guy to, oh my goodness, all of these guys ahead of me then. And some of these are are guys in their last year of eligibility, but some aren't. And in an environment where you can go, you know, you can be recruited by other schools and enter the transfer portal. How likely I'm not putting this on either Josiah. I'm just saying the landscape, if you don't get the opportunity now and the instant gratification, what keeps you at a school? Not just specifically WVU, but anywhere. Anyways, Josiah's, welcome, welcome to the WVU team. And I wish you success in the future. I just don't expect to see you play this year. I think you exhibition game, can't wait to see you. See you both. A blue gold game or gold gray game or whatever they do. If they do that, can't wait to see you there. Uh in in meaningful minutes this season, uh I don't see it. Unless the scenario I mentioned. That's it for this episode of Unreasonable Down. Listen on all the platforms or just pick one. You know, I, based on I'm reading the stats, most of you listen on Apple Podcasts. Fantastic way to listen. There's other ways too, including. Until next time, I'm Josh Witt. This has been Unreasonable Down. WVU for the 2021-2022 season. They had 16 wins and they had 17 losses.